asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. Welcome back to the Right Questions podcast. I am Todd Parker, and as always, I am here with my co-host, the amazing Bridget Sampson. How are you today, Bridget? I am doing fantastic and super excited to be recording this episode with our very special guest. Y'all realize Bridget is always excited to talk to our guest. There's never, she's never going to say, you know, I kind of had a a half a moment today where I just wasn't excited. No, she's always super pumped. And I honestly, yes. so am I. We try to, as I always say, bring people who have a, a, a rich knowledge and, and expertise and, and really just a whole lot of value to offer the world. Specifically, our guest today is no different. Um, this is a, a, a gentleman who um, I've gotten to know through Bridget. And I'm going to let her do the introduction. So before we even get to him, as I always do, I want to reveal the question, which he only found out about a few minutes ago. Um, And I'm realizing now, I said episode 25, and I'm looking at your face, and I'm like, oh, wow, you just reached a milestone because he is a fellow podcaster, and he just reached a huge milestone of 100 episodes. We're but a quarter of that, and it's been a huge lift for us, and, and we love it, but another 75 episodes uh, this gentleman is is into. So he's got some rich content, 100 hours or so of content for you to consume after you listen to his, his richness here. So anyways, without further ado, here's the question. Should I trust my intuition? Should I trust my intuition? That's the question. Bridget, who's going to help us answer this question today? Yes. Thank you, Todd. Well, let's welcome our guest and say hello first, and then I'll introduce him a little bit more in detail. Adam Kruger, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you here, too. We cannot wait to dive into this conversation with you. Thank you. And I've been on your podcast, so it's such a wonderful full circle moment to have you here with us. So, Adam... Let me just tell you about Adam and I'll keep it brief because he's going to share, I'm sure, a lot of his experiences and wisdom and fantastic stories with us as we engage in the conversation. But Adam graduated with a degree in marketing. And after that, he moved to Los Angeles to follow his passion for on-camera hosting and stand-up comedy. He's a very funny guy, has made me laugh many, many times. Um, and he, hasn't, he never looked back after that. And so his highlights include hosting and producing over 150 segments across 50 episodes of This Is L.A., which you may have seen on CBS and among many, many other television projects. And he's, I'm sure you've seen him somewhere. He's amazing. He's done so much fabulous work in the world of Hollywood and comedy, right? And after moving uh, his home base back to Canada in early 2021, which I was sad about, but happy about as well for him and his lovely wife, Sharice, and son, Jacob. And by the way, his wife, Sharice, has been on one of our previous episodes. So you'll, you, I'm sure, have met her and will be listening to that if you haven't already. Fantastic episode. So in Canada, Adam's been handling all aspects of production for a really fun show and project called Taste This, which is a series of branded content videos for Plant X. I love when I catch those on social media. It's just like they're so lively and positive and engaging and fun. You've got to check those out. And it's currently airing on the company's YouTube channel and across uh, all the social media platforms. We'll make sure to put links in the show notes for everything, of course. Uh, And he continues to consult for the company and other companies as well in the capacity of being a copywriter and content producer. And he enjoys helping others achieve peace and through mindfulness and meditation. Adam is an an incredible meditation teacher and student. And I've spent 
many hours and much time meditating with Adam and Sharice. And we were initiated into Kriya Yoga practice together over a weekend with some of our wonderful uh, community members. And so I've learned a ton from Adam about meditation, about mindfulness, about spiritual practice. He has a very deep spiritual uh, practice rooted in yoga and Ayurveda and much training in that field. So we'll tie all that together in our conversation. But just on a personal level, Adam is a dear friend, and I'm just so excited to have him here to share his wisdom and his compassion, his love. He's just the most wonderfully genuine, like he's so real and genuine and, and funny and wonderful and smart. And so we're, we're excited to, to have him here with you, our listeners, to enjoy this conversation with him. Thank you again for being here. So, so Todd, where do we start in talking about intuition? I think you dovetailed or walked us quite nicely at the, at the end there. And you said that uh, you, you know, he has a lot of practices to enhance his life. No pun intended there, Adam, right? That's his name of his podcast, Enhanced Living. Check it out. But so with the question, should I trust my intuition? Since we know that you have stepped into your courage zone on numerous occasions to, you know, be in entertainment, to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and take chances and take risks to move things forward, to move your life forward and, and progress. I know I, I have a, a suspicion about what your answer is to the question. So <laughs> be, beyond even a yes or no, should I trust my intuition? Maybe it's how do I, how, right? It, it, if you could tell us like, cause I, I'm Adam, let me just ask you real quick. Should I trust my intuition? Yes or no? A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> With that being the basis for like, how, then do I learn to trust my intuition? Because I might challenge you on some of these ideas because I don't know if my, maybe my intuition isn't as honed as yours. It isn't as tuned in, but we'll get into it. Tell, tell me. I want to actually, I want to dispel this misconception that, you know, maybe your intuition isn't as honed or tuned in as anyone else's because it, that's a hundred percent false. Everyone's intuition is 100% on the money, 100% of the time. There's no question. The thing that needs honing is our ability to listen to our intuition and our ability to discern between these random fear thoughts that come in, between these random desire things that are coming from ego and the, the true voice of your intuition. So, so the question, should I listen to my intuition? Yes, 100% of the time. Are you hearing your intuition is actually a question that I would want to ask you in return. Do you actually hear your intuition when it speaks to you? And so how do you know you're getting an intuitive nudge? How do you know that that's what it is? And so my answer for that is, is really quite simple. It's twofold. One, the ability to hone it comes from meditation, right? So when you learn to quiet your mind and really learn to get still with yourself, that's when your intuition speaks loudest to you. And you'll know because your intuition speaks in, in a knowing way. It's, it's a thought that comes through or a feeling that comes through that isn't, it's not rooted in any like desire or fear or anything. It's just simply do that, go there, call this person. You really should look into this, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. That is your, that is your higher self, which, so I don't want to get too off track here, so we can we can get to all that stuff later. But that's your higher self basically saying to you, hey, look, I know the path that you came in with or we came in with. Your higher self is you, okay? It's the, it's the portion of your spiritual energy that's not embodied in the physical, right? Because you couldn't embody all of your spiritual energy in, in your human body because your human body would explode. It can't handle that kind of energy. So so it's the part of you that's that's still in the ether that's going, hey, we set out with an intention to do X, Y, Z in this lifetime. I know where your path is going. It's time for you to look at this area right now. It's time for you to do this. And so most of the time, people don't listen to that that intuitive nudge. Most of the time they go, oh, but, or the, so instantly you get the intuitive nudge. And then one of two things happens. You either dismiss it outright because you feel like that's crazy and you shouldn't do it. Or you go, oh yeah, that would be amazing. And then the butts come in and the fears and the doubts and all that stuff. Instead of just going, nope, I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's really what it comes down to is, is learning to, to run with it when that, that knowing feeling comes in. And I have so many examples in my lifetime where if I've just, where I've listened to it and then there, there are the points where I've ignored it and gone, oh man, what did I do when I didn't listen to it? Mm-hmm. So am I hearing you correct? 
that knowing is definitive. It doesn't waver. It's not really a question of, but it comes in. And if you're in a place and you have practices that put you in a place where you're open, hearing, being, receive the true voice, not one rooted in fear, not one rooted in desire, but one guiding the way, pointing the way, that if you're you're open to that, it comes in as a definitive and very clear message. Yeah, it it does. And so I'll give you an example of one of the more pivotal, well, actually they're all pivotal in my life, but you know, when I finished, when I finished university, I graduated actually a year late. I took an extra year because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I did an extra year and I finished and I, I got this job offer to do this amazing, amazing project in Montreal where I was hosting a pit stop competition on weekends and driving around in like a souped up, like car all week, like promoting this thing. And it was a six week job. It gave me, I earned like, I think, I think I earned like eight grand or something like that in six weeks, which was a lot of money coming right out of university. And I had this feeling like I'd, I'd been having this feeling of, you know, there's just, I don't feel a future here in Montreal. Go to LA, go to LA. Now, someone growing up in Canada and, you know, most of your friends, there's no knock on this. This is a wonderful way to live life, but they, you know, they go to school, they finish school, they get a job and they buy the house back where they grew up and then they have their family and they, they keep going and they love their life. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the normal thing that people do. And, and it would have been really easy for me to fall into that. But in my gut, I just knew my intuition told me, Hey, that's not for you. That doesn't mean that you're never going to get married or have kids or whatever. It just meant you need to go somewhere else. Like you have to do this. And so with no citizenship, with no anything, I packed a duffel bag. I flew to LA. I stayed with my cousin and I was there for 18 years. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the first intuitive nudge that I got. And I just said, yep, I'm going to do it. And people are like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And so, so that happened. And, you know, clearly that worked out. Another pivotal moment that I'm looking at right now is I had now gone through a divorce. I had, let me backtrack for a second. When I was eight years old, I knew for a fact that I wanted to find my person when I grew up, mm-hmm. get married and be a dad mm-hmm. and be a husband and a dad. And I, and, and I just, I knew at eight years old, I remember knowing this at eight years old. And I was searching for that my whole life. I was a serial monogamist my entire life. I mean, that's why I got married at 20, 24, divorced at 28. Mm-hmm. Well, not why I got divorced. It didn't work out. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the, exactly right. Um, but the point is, I came to a place where I was like, you know what? I'm okay if I never get married. I'm, I'm Again, I'm okay if I don't have kids. I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm whole. I just want to go perform comedy all over the country. I'll come back to LA to pay my bills. That's it. I'm just done. I don't I don't need the drama anymore. I'm complete as I am. And then about a week after I made that decision, I got this intuitive like, oh, you should check check Craigslist for job postings. Just go look. And so I was like, all right, whatever. I, and so I'm I'm browsing and I see this post that just leapt off the page at me and it was they were looking for an MC comedian to host this event on a on a thing and and it was paid and it was well paid and I'm like and again the intuitive nudge was submit if you've never been on Craigslist, then I'll just tell you most of the stuff on there is, yeah. you know, yeah. for lack of a better word, it's just not, but I just, I, you know what I mean? It's like, and so I went for it and I got the call and I went for the meeting. And for some reason I felt like I was good again, intuitively, I felt like I was going to meet somebody mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't want to meet anybody. Why am I even feeling this way? And I met with the woman who was booking it and I'm like, Nope, it's not her. And I remember walking away going, why are you even thinking that? That's ridiculous. And then of course we come to the event and I met my wife at that event and it was kind of like a love at first sight sort of thing. So had I not listened to that intuitive nudge to go onto Craigslist and look for jobs, right? I would not be, I probably wouldn't be sitting where I am right now. And then to cap it off, the third real pivotal moment that really jumps out, and there's so many more than this, but we had this uh, idea or feeling of, you know, during I would think it was like June, 2020, we decided, you know, maybe we should go to, maybe we're going to move to Canada. Like, I think we're just going to, I think it's time. I just, it, and again, intuitive nudge. It was just, it just felt like it was the right thing to do. Everyone was like, well, what are you going to do there? And I was like, we'll figure it out. It's okay. I, you know, we do all the things that we do. We can still work in the States. We're, we're going to, you know, we'll be back and forth. It's no big deal. And 
I remember people going like, well, where are you going to move? We're like, I don't know. We're going to get an Airbnb. And they're like, well, what are you going to do for work? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And I could see the exact moment in their eyes when their brains broke because they couldn't figure out what to do with that information (laughs) because they're like, I don't, I don't operate that way. How do you, how are you? No. And Mm -hmm. we had already started packing. And then I was on Facebook and again, like a profile pops up and it's a buddy of mine who I hadn't seen since like summer camp when we were like 10 or 11 years old. And the intuitive nudge was, hey, check out his profile. Like, just go look at what's going on in his life. And I was like, cool. So I did. And all of a sudden, uh, find out that he founded Plantex. And I was like, oh, great. It's a, it's a vegan company. This is amazing. Let me, let me get him on my podcast. If I can promote him, whatever. So I connect with him and he's like, oh, so great to hear from you. And we get in touch and I'm like, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And he's like, oh, that'd be great. And so I get him on the show and in, in the process of, researching him, I realized that this guy doesn't need my podcast at all. I mean, he's done such amazingly huge things in life and the company is publicly traded at that point. It obviously still is. And I was just like, wow. And so we do the podcast and then he's like, Hey, by the way, I would love for you to produce this series for us. Like, are you, are you interested? And I'm like, yeah, I'm interested. So And then one thing led to another, and all of a sudden, I've been working nonstop and consulting with more than just Plantex. I've been doing it for, you know, a few companies where my whole area of expertise has now grown into this new company, Enhanced Living Productions, which obviously the podcast, which is on hiatus currently, after 100 episodes, I've just been, I've been so wrapped up in everything else, Mm -hmm. I have to come back, but... It's been a while and I, I, forgive me, I've been rambling on for hours, but the point is, is that had I not listened to my intuition, I don't know where I would be right now, but it's, it's a matter of just going like, when you get that little nudge, that little, Hey, I don't know where this is coming from. And I don't know why I know that I should do this, but I should do this. Most people dismiss it. But if you just listen to it, that's when your true intentions will line up. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So powerful. I I know those stories, but I could hear you tell stories forever, Adam. Like you just, it really hits home for me. And I just want to say it really reinforces what you said about knowing the difference between intuition and fear or just, just desire and negativity. Right. So like with, when you met Sharice, you're like, I'm not looking to meet anyone, but you still had this nudge. Like, I think I'm going to meet you know, my person and you did, and you followed those nudges or like thinking about you on Facebook, you're not the type of person who's going to waste your time sitting on Facebook for hours, just looking at people's profiles for no reason. Right. So you have that discernment. I, I feel that is so solid in you. And that's what we're, what I want to learn to get better at and what we're trying to help others. And I think why Todd asked the question, like, how do we know you just have this really strong knowing And I also want to say, and we can build that, we can develop that. What I want to say is that you help people develop that. You've helped me develop that. I remember right before, you know, well, not right before, yeah, right before COVID, sitting in your living room, meditating with you and Sharice, right? And you took us through this incredibly powerful meditation where we went through gardens and we met with our higher self and we got answers to questions. And I remember coming out of it being so changed and moved, but then you coaching me to realize that I actually had the answers to these questions that I thought I had no idea about what to do about. Right. But so like you, you help people see that we do really know we have to trust, we have to listen We have to not get caught up in the distractions of the world, right? To know the difference between like buffering and zoning out on Facebook for five hours, which is a huge waste of our precious time versus that intuitive nudge going, hmm, that person, you need to connect with that person, right? So I just want everybody listening to hear the discernment in that and the difference because there's such a big lesson for us in our lives to take from that. And that is what we want to hone. It was both inspiring and eloquent the way you answered that question, Adam. Like, because it it gives, and when I say inspiring, it puts it the onus right. Because I asked the question, it puts the responsibility right back on the person making the claim, right? Me, like, oh, right. It says, like, well, no, Todd, you you have everybody's intuition is completely honed. It's completely perfectly tuned tuned in. What you are not, if you're not getting those messages, or you're getting or convoluting those messages, that's something you need to pay attention to in your attunement, not in whether or not your intuition is on point, right? And so something else I heard in there, in your answer, and I, I'm curious if you feel this way, like if you have these thoughts about it, like 
it doesn't seem like when I trust my intuition, and I try to do it often, I arrive in places that I didn't know or anticipate, meaning my intuition did, led me to an opportunity, but it, I didn't show up for the thing that I thought I was showing up for, right? <laughs> I showed up for one party and something else happened, right? And I heard that in your story with, with how you met, you know, your life partner, Sharice, in that that's not why you were there. You, you, there's some other reason that I'm here and that even in the moment, you knew that there was, well, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. How do you learn? And here's my question for you now. Or how did you learn? Or how, where did you learn? Or even how do you allow yourself to trust that voice? Like, where does that trust come from? Well, what's the alternative? You know, at the end of the day, what's the alternative? So, you know, most people, well, I was going to say, most people live their life scared out of their wits, uh, looking for the next physical thing to complete them, to make them happy. The problem with that is, is that physical things are just that they're fleeting, right? So Mm -hmm. let me, let me put it into perspective. So you live in like you're homeless. Okay. Like say you're homeless. You're obviously not listening to this podcast right now. If you're homeless, or maybe you are, I don't know. I've seen a lot of homeless people with iPhones, but you know, and especially after the pandemic, if you're, so if you're listening to that and you think to yourself, well, once I have a home, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So then you get a home and then you go, well, okay, I've got a home, but now I don't have enough money to, uh, you know, buy nice clothes. Once I have nice clothes, I'll be happy. And so then you get the nice clothes and you go, oh, but I need more space to put the clothes. So now I need a bigger home and I'll be happy when I have a bigger home. And then you get the bigger home and you're like, well, I want to, I want to be able to travel. So I, I'll be happy when I have a car. And then you get a car and you go, oh, but I don't have a nice enough car. So I'll be happy when I have a nice, I think you can, you can see where I'm going with this, right? With the physical stuff, there's never an end and that's okay. It's okay to want and it's okay to manifest and it's okay to be wealthy. I think there's a a misconception and I'm going to skew off here for a second, but I think there's a misconception that people think, well, okay, well he's spiritual, which means he should live as a pauper. And no, that's not the case (laughs) at all. It just means that go be as wealthy as you want to be. I think there's a point where it, it, you know, you got to draw a line and be like, okay, you got to start giving away most of it now because after a certain point, it's like the extra wealth doesn't really do anything for you. You should yeah. be doing stuff with it. It's what you can do, do with it. Yeah. Like I will unabashedly, unashamedly say that I am striving to, you know, get to eight figures, mm-hmm. right? Or nine or 10 figures mm-hmm. because not because I want it for myself, not because I want to buy an island or a mega yacht or anything like that, but because I want to be able to say, oh, we need to add to programs here. Great. Let me donate all this money to do that. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I'm not going to live nicely and I'm not going to have a good home and, 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 you know, all the wonderful things that I want to enjoy. But mm-hmm. it does mean that I'm not going to just hoard and hoard and hoard. I want to be able to do for others, right? Mm-hmm. So coming back in line with, you know, what I was saying before, it's, it's very simple you have to choose to be happy now. Your happiness is something that has to come from within because any circumstance that you're in is just that. It's a circumstance that you're in, but your happiness, if you're happy for no reason, nothing can take that away from you and nobody can take it away from you. Whereas if your happiness is based on the house or based on the car or based on the clothing or whatever, look, all that can be taken away. You don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. And so to answer your question, right, which is how do you trust it and how do you show up for what you weren't expecting? Well, it's really very simple. If you can just choose to be happy in this moment and then say yes to life and then trust that it's always working out and it will always work out in the end and know that if it's not working out right now, it's not the end. Mm -hmm. If you can live like that, your life will open up in ways that you couldn't have possibly imagined. Because don't forget, our human brains cannot really conceive of what of like the whole majesty of what our true self is actually seeing for us. So you may think that you want to be famous or to own a million cars, or you may think that that's what you want because that's what, you, that's what I'm here to do. But that might not be true. That might be based on some faulty belief that you took in when you were a kid, that you saw something, you thought it was cool, and all of a sudden it's wired into your brain now and you're striving for something that isn't really meant for you. And that doesn't mean that, comfort and wealth wasn't meant for you. It just means that you have to say yes to what is and what's in front of you. And then if you don't like the circumstance that you're in, have the courage to move forward and change it. Yes. So by all accounts, when we were living in LA, 
even when the pandemic hit and we lost uh, like a ton of work, like everything just wiped off the map, like one day to the next. And so I went deep into meditation and deep into my practice and, and knew, hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. By all measures, you know, look, our the experiences that people had through the last two years have been vastly different. You know, the people who are in a more well-off place had, had a very different experience than the people who were living paycheck to paycheck and then lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's been a real interesting situation. And by all, all accounts, we were doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. And we could have continued to do very, very well in LA, but this intuitive nudge was like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I want the lifestyle of like the North. I want to be mm-hmm. closer to nature. I want to be closer to cooler temperatures, mm-hmm. I, you know, all these different things. And it was, there were so many reasons why we couldn't listen to our inner, it's a lot to move a whole family uh, to a different country. It's a lot to pack up your entire life and go somewhere else without knowing what's going to be, where you're going to go. Are you going to work? Are you not going to work? What, you know, without knowing, right. But I, I think it was in the secret where they said, you know, you don't have to see this, the whole staircase, but just take the first step. Right. And so that's what we've been doing the whole time. And I got to be honest, you know, from all the stuff that I've done in my life, financially, this has been my most successful year to date. Mm -hmm. And, and that's because I've now taken all of my personal experiences, all of my professional experiences, and I've rolled them into something completely different where Mm -hmm. I get to consult with these companies and create stuff for them. And I still get time for my family. I still get time to, you know, do things like this. I still, you know, granted, yes, I have less time than I did before, but not to the point where I'm sacrificing all of my time mm-hmm. for for all the work stuff. And I think that, again, it comes back to balance. And I, I think I just went on a crazy meandering thing here, but- oh. You got to choose happiness. If to choose happiness, I heard in there, there was something else I wrote down. Like happiness comes from within, that there's an idea that I'll be happy when X, Y, and Z, but really- that if we're going to answer the question of trusting the voice, that it starts from living life from a a different place. Like you said, you like the song, like you don't like your life, you can go and change it, right? Like that's true. We don't always believe that, whatever the circumstance, like not all of us believe we can change it, but finding, taking on the choice, the responsibility, but the choice to find happiness from within, not from external physical objects, but something within um, is the first step towards being able to trust that voice. Am I connecting that somewhat accurately? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think when you, when you just decide to be happy and I can hear a thousand people screaming at me, but what if my situation is terrible? Okay, cool. Great. No problem. That's fine. I get it. I'm not always happy. I'm I'm not like, what if I have health issues, Adam? I have health issues. I've been dealing with an autoimmune disease since I was 17 years old and it's been hard, Mm -hmm. but Mm-hmm. even with, and trust me, there are days where I've, I've even said to Sharice where I'm like, Hey, you know, can you imagine how different it would be if I just didn't have this? Like if I was able to, you know what, all cards on the table. I said this before we started recording, I'm an open book, right? Mm-hmm. So most people have a baseline of where they are with uh, energetically, as far as their physical selves, like you wake up in the morning and you're good to go. And, you know, maybe around four o'clock you get fatigued and then, you know, you maybe have a cup of coffee and, you know, the rest of your day is okay. And then you crash at whatever time, at night. And so say your baseline is here for fatigue when you wake up after a well-rested night of sleep. My baseline is down here. Mm -hmm. Now for anyone listening, I'm below. My baseline is constantly below. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? How do I push through? How do I, cause I'm, I'll tell cards on the table. What I have causes me to be pretty tired, Mm -hmm. but I, you wouldn't know it talking to me. You wouldn't know it never, you know, watching me work because I don't allow it to affect me. I just know, okay, this is my baseline. I'm going to power through. If I have to take a 10 minute nap later to recharge, I will. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I have to go to bed a bit earlier, I will. Um, Certain things I don't skimp out on are my meditations Mm -hmm. that that's like a non-starter for me because that's how I connect with myself and, and regain energy. And there's Mm -hmm. breath work that I do that helps really revitalize my cells as well. So it doesn't matter what your circumstances are in life. If things are rough, it's okay. It's okay to feel, Oh my God, wow. I'm sad. I'm crying. I'm Mm -hmm. whatever. It's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. No one's saying put on that fake happy smile and will your way into happiness, you know, but what I am saying is don't, don't get stuck in the doldrums. Don't get stuck in that feedback loop of poor me, poor me, Mm -hmm. poor me, poor me, because 
you know, at some point you have to start taking responsibility and going, you know what? I'm just going to choose to be happy now for this one minute, just this one minute. I'm going to be happy. Well, how do I find happiness? Okay. Well, well, gratitude, gratitude is a really easy way to find happiness. Oh, but I, you know, Adam, I don't have any, anything to be grateful for. I'm like, that's nonsense. Are you talking right now? Yeah. Great. So that means you're breathing right now, right? Yeah. Good. Start there. I'm grateful that I'm breathing. Okay, cool. What else are you grateful for? Oh, well, I have, and all of a sudden, one thing leads to another, to another, to another. And you can incrementally shift your mood to the point where you can choose happiness. I'm not saying go from miserable to ecstatic. You can't do that. That's not a, right. it's not an energetic match, but right. you can take the little steps. Remember, if you don't see the full staircase, you could still take the first step. Yeah. But then the second step will be there in front of you. Yeah. And I really want people to understand this about what you're saying and about who you are, Adam, to throw in that you are a huge advocate for social justice and you are, you know, politically, you're incredibly well read and and a thinker, a critical thinker. And so you don't have this utopian view of the world. You very much (laughs) understand the inequity in the world and the need for advocating and fighting for rights. And you're not saying that things are not unequal between people or that everybody should just pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Because sometimes people misunderstand this when I try to explain it as well. You're, you're very much aware of all of that. And we've had many deep, meaningful conversations about that. And at the same time, you, you helped and coached and counseled all people, you know, very diverse people and have in your tribe and your network, very diverse people who understand these concepts that wherever you are, whatever you're up against, that this kind of thinking, this balance of, yes, acknowledging the hardship, the difficulty, the injustice, the unfairness, and empowering yourself, right, to take control of what you can, as you have, as you said, with your autoimmune challenge. You have had to do that as well. And we've all had to do that in some way, right? So it's just that balance of acknowledging both sides of, of life, of being hu- of all the sides. It's not two sides. It's all the sides of being human and honoring it all and allowing it to be there and taking that that control and that power where we can. You've always inspired me to do that. And, and I don't want people to misunderstand and think that you're saying that you don't have deep compassion for the injustice in the world, because I know that you do. Oh, thank you. Yes. No, a hundred percent. And I got to be honest. I mean, a thing that sets off my condition a lot is when I get stuck in this because nothing boils my blood more than uh, injustice. Mm-hmm. And I, I am one to speak up. Like if I'm in a situation where something's going down and someone's being bullied or, or someone's being whatever it is, I, I, I have zero tolerance for mm-hmm. it. And I will say something. And I know that that could potentially be, well, less dangerous in Canada than it is in the US. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I really do feel the need to speak up because who else will, right? Yeah. And nowadays more and more people are. And yes, 100%. I mean, I I think what I'm trying to say is speak up, Mm -hmm. act from a place of wanting to change the things that are not desirable, right? But instead of hating on the stuff that you're seeing, look at it from a different perspective and choose to see things in a way where you're like, I envision, I'm grateful for a place where people are equal, where people are so-and-so. As someone who, look, I guess I'm technically your heteronormative, typical white Caucasian male, whatever you want to, even though you wouldn't necessarily know it by looking at me. At the end of the day, like to me personally, I don't care what you are, what you do, who you love, who you, how you, what you, what you think you were born as, what you, what people tell. I don't care about any of that stuff. If you're a good person, we can hang. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my barometer. I'm like, if you're nice, great. We could be friends. Yep. If you're not nice, we are not friends. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we can't be friends someday, right. you know, cause people change. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be like rude to people based on the color of their skin, who they love, who they feel they are truly inside versus not whatever, any of that. To me, none of it matters. None of it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So if you're going to be that small-minded and bigoted, then, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I'm going to say a prayer for you, even though I'm, I'm not a religious person, I'm going to be like, look, I wish you all the best. I really, really hope you can figure out how to find your way back to like, n- you know, balance and peace and love. Mm-hmm. But like, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I say that, I say that with love, of course, but Yeah. What I hear in what so much of your answers to our questions comes back to mindset. And I often say in coaching on here on this podcast, like that um, self-fulfilling prophecies can go 
any which way, right? Up, down, sideways, and they can be really bright and inspiring and they can be incredibly dark and take us really kind of into the depths of hell, right? Like we have some very dark parts of ourselves. So, you know, in there, my question for you is because I hear you talking about practices and given, you know, as someone who experienced myself an autoimmune disorder that was very significant in my childhood and having dealt with, you know, having had years of constant pain and doctors and uncertainty, right? Knowing what it's like to have a baseline that's well below and hearing you say that, it resonates with me to say, that's an undertaking. You understand it, you allow it, accept it, don't try to fight it and realize that that's your situation. And now it empowers you, right? And that's what I'm driving at, that the mindset part And I hear what you're saying is, this is how you empower yourself, right? All of that other stuff, circumstance, true. That might be really crappy and and is very crappy, right? Nobody wants that for you and that shouldn't have happened. And now what are we going to do about it? Because it is the case and you do have a ton of control and agency and decision-making. And here's what I'm recommending or here's what I know about mindset and circumstance and how to navigate it. So I throw that to you, Adam, to like shed some light from, you know, all your journey, right? And all these times that you've stepped into the unknown and both with uh, sickness, with job, like with family, right? Because you haven't even, you know, gotten to the parts of family, right? Which I want to get to. It's like, what do I do? And I, and I mean, like, as I'm listening and I'm like, oh, here's a guy who, who's sick part of the time and listen to how positive he is. Here's a guy who's, you know, who, who was divorced and has made this wonderful life for himself, right? Like all these things that people could say are like huge, that are setbacks that crush them. And here you are. So what do you do? Like, what are the practices? What can we do to, you know, kind of follow, follow in step with you if we're inspired <laughs> well, by this? Again, I, you know, I started meditating when I was 18 years old and it was because of the autoimmune disease, right? So I had a really rough childhood in in some capacities. And I think that's kind of what really like set off the condition, right? Because stress is like your number one killer. Just so you know, like if you don't know this already, when you stress out your, your body's in fight or flight and, and it's, it's stress is a good thing. Okay, in small doses and small quantities, because that's what's kept us alive evolutionarily, right? So, you know, you see something, you see a bear in the woods, like, you know, to like go away from that bear because you're going to be dinner if you don't. Mm-hmm. So, that kind of stress is there to keep us alive and to propagate the species, right? But but when we we've we've turned stress into like a badge of honor here yeah. in in yeah. like regular Western society, where it's like. Uh, dude, I worked an 80 hour week. Ha, that's nothing. I worked 95. Beat that. Like, dude, I don't want to beat that. I want to, I want to do my 90 hours of work in 26, mm-hmm. right? I want to work smarter, not harder. Because for me, you know, it reminds me of an analogy of like, you know, two woodsmen are, are told to chop down a, a tree as quickly as they can, right? The first one just gets to it, starts hacking away at the tree. Other woodsman sitting there sharpening his ax for a half an hour, just sharpening that tool, sharpening, sharpening, sharpening. And then with about 20 minutes left, he just takes like 17 wax and the tree goes down and the other guy's still hacking away with his dull ax, right? So I liken ourselves to, we're the ax, okay? You need to take care of it and sharpen your tool to do your work, right? So what does that mean? That means you got to, you know, get the right amount of sleep. It means you got to have the right diet. It means you have to do the right wellness things for yourself so that you can function optimally, right? So, and again, going to diet, right? Diet is a huge part of it for me. I've been vegan now for five, six years, and I was vegetarian. I've been vegetarian since, well, I went vegetarian in 2009, and I I went vegan in 2016. I haven't turned back. And each one, each step of the way, you know, talking about a lower baseline, my energy levels have increased because I'm eating live food. I'm eating Mm -hmm. proper nutrients. I'm not here to say, oh, if you eat meat, you're bad. That's not my jam. I don't care. Do what you need to do you know, the science is the science, the facts are the facts. I'm not here to convert anybody. I'm just saying, if you eat more fruits and vegetables and you eat more healthy things, it's it's a known fact that, you know, leafy greens, fruits, vegetables, all that fun stuff, that's really, really good for you. Okay. By the way, really, really Adam, good for you. I just got to jump in. That's not up to intuition, right? Like I just to jump, no. like that's just... <laughs> fact. That's the science of the matter. We don't need to guess <laughs> yes. at it. We, there's no, you know, we don't need to follow a voice to it. It's like, we know this 
You could yeah. choose to do one or the other, right? That's right. Yeah. And so I noticed that when I was eating meat, because I, I, I haven't always been that way, I felt heavier. And as soon as I stopped, I felt lighter. And I felt like I had all this extra energy to do all mm-hmm. these different things, right? Sure. And so, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, how do you find happiness? How do you find this surrender, right? And it's it's, again, in meditation, I find if you can get still and so many people, I think, refuse to start or, or are afraid to start because they're like, how am I supposed to meditate for an hour or 40 minutes or 20 or whatever? Dude, sit down for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Follow your breath for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and be still for two minutes mm-hmm. and then go to four and then to six and then to seven. Mm-hmm. You know, increase it gradually. It's the, it's the same thing with everything. Changing everything over in one fell swoop is really, really difficult. But if you, if you take gradual steps, you can actually get to the point where you go, okay, it's going to be okay. And so, uh, you know, you said, how do I get to that place where I'm comfortable and I know, and that I'm not worried and I'm not stressing. And so the, the whole thing with stress is that stress increases the levels of cortisol in your blood, right? And cortisol it sets everything off. It suppresses the immune system, which leaves you susceptible to disease. It does all these horrible things. So the first thing you have to do is stop stressing, right? Mm -hmm. And so where I went to, which I didn't even know that this was an Alcoholics Anonymous thing. And so, you know, Mm. sorry, but I took it without ever knowing it. There are things that we stress about that we have control over and Mm -hmm. things that we have no control over. Well, the things that I had no control over, I was like, well, goodbye. I'm not even going to think about that right now because I have no control over it. Mm -hmm. Then there are the things that we do have control over and we procrastinate on or we push it off or we get upset because something's happening and we have to change. You you get diagnosed with something and they tell you you can't eat gluten anymore. Oh man, but I love pizza and I want to do this (laughs) and I don't want to, I don't want to, blah, 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 blah. And there's so many resistance thoughts where you, instead you go, Okay, that sucks. I, yeah. I, I really, I really like gluten. It's good. I, I don't know why I'm going there because I'm not, I'm not gluten free. I don't have any issues with it. But you know, all right. Well, that sucks. But there's alternatives. Thankfully, yeah. we live in a in a time where you can have so many different things. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, I have a choice now. I can do something about this and and feel better, or I can continue down this path. Well, now the choice is yours. What are you going to do? Well, yeah. make the right choice, right? And you'll go down the the, the better path. Mm-hmm. From a very young age, I've always known that it's just, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how to convey that to people, but I, I guess I've just always felt more identified with the fact that I'm going to back up. Scientifically, it's been proven that everything's energy. Okay. That's a scientific fact. Okay. So Todd, back to what you were saying, like with diet and all that stuff, yeah. this is also a fact. Every mm-hmm. they, like they've discovered through quantum physics, through yeah. through this literal just physics matter, that atoms bumping into each other. This pen, mm-hmm. I'm holding up a pen. Absolutely, it's just. But even the atoms, they say that the electrons they're going to go around the nucleus of the atom in a described pattern, and that's not even true. They've now found that the electrons are actually blipping in and out of existence <laughs> based on the observation of the person in the thing. That's right. So, that's right. mm-hmm. so when you come to think of it that way, and that the the particle can be a wave or a particle, and it's all in superposition until it's observed, well hello, okay, that's, and I know that's really, really out there for some people, but that is scientific fact. It's Mm -hmm. all energy, which means your thoughts are energy, which Mm -hmm. means we are energy. And so energy is a vibration. Good vibrations are higher. Bad vibrations are lower. Good emotions and feelings are higher vibrations and bad emotions and and feelings. And I don't like using good and bad, but Mm -hmm. these are the things that we feel about them. So Mm -hmm. easiest to define that way. So if you can choose a better vibing thought, you're going to find a better vibing experience. And so back to what you mm-hmm. were saying about mindset, right? Yep. Your mindset creates your life. And that is a fact. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. It is what it is. Yep. If you expect things to go wrong, yes. they are going to go wrong. If you expect mm-hmm. them to go right, they are going to go right. And that is it. There is no other alternative. Now, what it looks like when things go right or wrong, quote unquote, that could be a totally different thing. You don't, mm-hmm. it could be something you're totally not expecting, mm-hmm. but that's why you have to just say yes. And then, and then see where you end up. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, all the things you suggested there, sleep, eating, gratitude, breathing, they're all, and then you, and a number of other things, they're all things I have control over, right? Mm-hmm. Realize what I have control and no control over, and then choose, make choices with the things I can control. With the things that, exactly. and then make choices that build me up, that set me up for mm-hmm. success, right? Mm-hmm. Eat foods that mm-hmm. put me in a higher a state of energy, right? 
And if and I thoughts, notice and thoughts. thoughts, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it seems simple, and yet we, to use your word, we resist some that voice that you know tells us. And and as when you bring up the meat, I'm one of them, right? So I still eat meat. Yeah, I, I, I'll own it as a proud carnivore and meat eater, <laughs> but I eat a lot less of it. And it what so what you're saying, you know, res- resonates with me. My my partner was vegetarian and, you know, she was needed to eat a little more protein and I was eating a little too much red meat. And so we both kind of came in to the center where now knowing, to your point, I eat like more Mediterranean, right? So I, I eat more fish and I eat more shrimp, right? But the change in my energy level has been dramatic. Right? Mm-hmm. The change in just the way I can operate. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who like, who moves a lot and works out and all that stuff, but it's, there's a noticeable shift in energy in how it affects my mind. So I'm right there with you. I think my biggest takeaway is, is the control, no control. And I love what you said there, Adam, about saying yes to life. I know that every time I've said yes, yes, yes. And Bridget's one example of that, right? In my life, (laughs) our our relationship and her Mm -hmm. as well to saying yes to me, right? Mm -hmm. Then each time I've said yes, without just trusting that it was going to be okay, it, it always worked out mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. And your your mm-hmm. words resonate with me. And I know my father's listening because he said, if there's one thing I could tell you, Todd, and he teaches mindfulness and meditation too. He said, there's one thing I could teach you before I die. It's that everything's going to be okay, that it's always going to be okay. And I never had to worry the whole time. And I just go, God, man. Mm. And by the way, and he's someone who would say this, he's he's sick as a result of worrying for a lot of his mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. take, taking mm-hmm. that from someone who now practices and mm-hmm. preaches mindfulness and meditation um, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Well, Adam, there's a million questions I, I wanted to ask you, but I think we're about out of time. So we might have to ask you back for part two at some point. <laughs> I know that you blog and have blogged and written and talked and shared a lot about how being a dad has changed you. And I always find that so moving. So is there anything you wanted to, to add about that? Or should we say, wait for part two for more on that? Or just any any thoughts on that? I've got I've got a little bit of time, of course. So okay, if you want to know some, do you yeah. want something specific, or or do you want me to just talk about parenting in and of itself? Well, well, in the, yeah, I mean, all of it is welcome, and I love hearing from you. But in the context of like, has it strengthened your intuition? Like, we have a lot of intuition, right, about our kids, about how to parent, about what not to do as a parent. Like, how has being a dad strengthened your your trust and your intuition and and all of all of that? <laughs> It's tested it. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's definitely tested it. I mean, you know, there's, so I remember going to like the CPR classes and the things mm-hmm. like that when we were getting ready to have him. And I remember holding him, I'll never forget holding him for the first time mm. because it was just such a huge moment and it's just burned into my brain. It, it'll be there forever. But I remember there was a point where he was, he was under a year. He wasn't really doing solid foods and he got hold of a banana at lunch and he bit into it and then started choking. And, and I remember, oh. I remember just literally like there was no thought. It was just action. Before I knew it, I had him upside down with mm-hmm. his chin in my hand and I went pop and the banana went Poo! and then mm-hmm. everyone was looking at me like, cause we were there, the whole family mm-hmm. and like people were shaking and I had just leapt into action. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I don't know if that was a reflex, an intuitive, whatever. It was just, I knew what to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this sounds like a funny story or a weird story, but I, I, I tell it because it helped me realize that when it's needed in that moment, you know what to do as a parent. You're able yeah. to leap into action. Now that, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean like you just know if you haven't done the work, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so I think that I think that what it comes down to with respect to intuition, with respect to parenting, with, with respect to all of it, there are so many people who've come before us, who've done mm-hmm. things, who've learned. Mm-hmm. And don't be resistant to learning from those who've already walked the path. And mm-hmm. like read. I love to read about everything. I read mm-hmm. about astronomy. I even read about astrology. Well, not so much astrology sometimes, um, <laughs> but I read about quantum physics. Mm-hmm. I read about science. I read about biology. I read about just all of it. And not because I am, you know, trying to become a scientist by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. I just like to know. I have yeah. a very inquisitive mind. Curious. And so 
I find that our intuition is the little voice inside of us, right? Mm -hmm. That tells us, you know, what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And so with parenting, a lot of the times, you know, your kids want all of you at all moments in time until Mm -hmm. they don't because they Mm -hmm. grow up eventually and they're just like, go away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, but while they do, it, it can be very, and when I say stressful, I don't mean you're stressed out. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's, it's a lot of, um, attention that's required in yes. that one moment in time. And so it's mm-hmm. very easy for you to lose the intuitive, uh, connection mm-hmm. to that inner voice. And mm-hmm. so what I learned was, uh, to take a breath always. Mm-hmm. So I, I found that it helped me sharpen my intuition even more or sharpen my ability to listen to my intuition even more because, you know, when, when, when they're always like, daddy, 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 or, you know, or mommy, 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 mommy. And, and you love this child so much and you're just like, okay, but I have to do, you know, whatever it allows you to sort of compartmentalize, you take a deep breath and then you can actually like, kind of like sort through all the different little things that are going on inside you and then Mm -hmm. listen to what's, what's really important. Am I making sense? Yes. Oh yes. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think that's the biggest parenting tip out there to just take a breath (laughs) before you respond or yell, hopefully not, you know, before you um, answer the question or, and yeah. And your, our kids are they're not just listening to what we say, they're watching what we do even more so, right? So taking that moment to pause and take a breath and really think about what do I want to model here? Because that's what my kid is going to take away and learn and probably do if they become a parent, right? So I think, no, I think it's quite profound actually to say, take a breath, (laughs) tune in, tap in (laughs) and be clear on who who do I really want to be as a parent? And is this choice I'm about to make aligned with that? And it takes that breath. It takes stopping for that beat to really do that. Yeah. And I've failed more times than I'm, you know, willing we to all admit. Have. No, I'll admit them all. I'll admit them all. I, you know, I've, I've been far, 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 far from perfect, but I will say that, you know, having like being a dad mm-hmm. or, like my son, I've learned just as much from him as he's learned from me. And whether he believes that or knows it or not, you know, I've learned so much from him and he's made me such a better human being Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. men uh, than Mm -hmm. I was before him, you know, and that's, I think this is an unsolicited piece of advice is, you know, you can't control the kid thing, but you can control who you choose as a partner and who you choose as a friend. Mm -hmm. And if the person that you're with or associating with doesn't lift you up or make you want to be better, you shouldn't be around them straight mm-hmm. up. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're around someone who's influencing you to do things that are, that make you feel like you're doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. that is the wrong person to be around. But mm-hmm. I remember when I met Sharice, like I instantly wanted to be the best version of myself. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to be better than I was. And, mm-hmm. you know, thank God she saw me as good enough because. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. No, it makes perfect sense. It makes absolute sense. And I agree wholeheartedly. Yep. Adam, how do you, um, teach your, how do you teach your kid to be, um, to trust intuition in the same way and, you know, instill that sense of confidence while also balancing that with a respect for like you and your voice and you as a parent and that doesn't know everything. How do you do that? Oh, with, with extreme difficulty. Um, (laughs) it's, 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 uh, you know, it's one of those things where, and and this is something that I'm working on currently with myself, which is about letting go and allowing allowing him to have his own experiences and mm-hmm. make his own mistakes. Yeah. Because yes. I think the tendency for parents, at least parents who are super involved, you know, y- you know what it's done, like what you've been through, you have the experience, so you want to help your child not have the heartache, the pain, whatever, right. but hi, the heartache and the pain and whatever is what brought you to where you are and had you like helped you realize the things that you've realized. So it's this crazy paradox where, you know, you're in protection mode all the time from the time that child is born. Because think about it, the first year of their life, all you're doing is trying to keep them alive. Like, yeah. it's, it's literally, that's <laughs> yeah. it. You snuggle <laughs> them, but every 10 seconds, you're like, is he breathing? Is right. he breathing? Did you, did you check on the kid? Is yeah. he breathing? Is he alive? Did he eat? Did he poop? Did he sleep? Like that's the whole yeah. first year. You're in a cave yeah. of just keeping the thing alive. And then, <laughs> yes. and then that extends because then they start to walk and crawl and stick their fingers in things and, yeah. you know, put things in their mouth. And, yeah. and so- So you spend all this time trying to protect them Mm -hmm. from their environment, right? Mm -hmm. Because they legitimately would end up not surviving if you didn't take care of them. Yeah. 
to a place where you have to now let them sort of not, not literally, but figuratively fall on their face so that they can Mm -hmm. learn, Hey, you know Mm -hmm. what? I need to step over that obstacle instead of tripping over it. Right. And so I'll, I'll, I'll straight up say right now, I have not come anywhere near perfecting that. I am working on it. I am trying to allow that to happen. Um, but at the same time, to answer your question, we do meditate with him every day. Mm. We, we make Mm -hmm. sure that he, it's just a minute or two for him because Mm -hmm. he's nine years old. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not going to be, um, (laughs) <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah. sit for 25 minutes, right. but, but to meditate for one to two minutes every day mm-hmm. is, is important. And mm-hmm. then after that, it's like, you know, always asking him like, Hey, well, what do you feel about it? How do you feel inside? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you want to do this? How do you mm-hmm. feel? And then respecting that feeling instead of forcing other things. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think we could chat forever, but we probably (laughs) should start sort of wrapping things up, bringing it to a close. I learned a ton from this conversation as I always do with you, Adam. I'm always inspired. I always leave our interactions, you know, with a heightened sense of awareness of my own intuition and, and trusting myself and paying attention to those signs and wanting to be the best person I can be. I thank you so much for, for sharing so much of yourself. And so honestly and openly, I love your humility too, you know, cause we, we do make some recommendations here, but then we're always quick to say, Oh, we're not getting it all right. We're sharing a lot of this yeah. to be reminding ourselves just as much as anybody else. And you always come from that spirit as well, that we're all on this journey and we're trying to continue to learn and grow. And thankfully we find others along the same journey who we can connect with and and we can hopefully help each other in that direction. And you always do that for me, Adam. So thank you. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate being here. And, you know, as you were saying that it made me kind of like miss the days when I was in my early twenties and I knew everything. Yeah. Totally. I know. How does that happen? The older I get, that's why I love this podcast. I'm like, I am going to learn every episode. There's so much I don't know yet. Right. Exactly. Yep. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> we think we know everything in our early twenties. And then you you start no. to realize bit by bit that you know nothing. Exactly. And I, feel like I don't know anything. Exactly. Most of the time. Well, but in that, and to me, that makes life exciting because there's so much to learn every single day. You can wake up and be like, boy, I'm going to learn all kinds of things before I put my head on the pillow. It's so it's that's that's the way we want to think about it right (laughs) so true I was sitting having that same conversation with my partner Rebecca the other day because we were sitting out back we like I I think I said this on another one like we like to do a a check-in uh at the end of the at the night if we can we try to do that every night and we're sitting out back and I think we were feeling very smart for a moment you know (laughs) figured things out or whatever and then you know I said to her gosh you know I remember when we were like 16, 20, and we thought we had everything figured out. Like you're 13 and mm-hmm. you think you got it all figured out. And then yep. you're 20 and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, now I really got it figured out. And you're 30. Like yep. they didn't know. I didn't know anything back then. And so I'm thinking, Adam, even, you know, at whatever ages we're all at, you know, the, the funny the funny thought I had was my dad sitting there still saying he doesn't know anything. You yep. know, at 70, whatever years old, going, he'll figure it out eventually. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's sort of true, right? Like there's things where you can't really, no one could tell you what being a parent was like. No one could have mm-hmm. told you or decided for you what going, you know, changing country was, was going to be like. But trusting, having done the work to be able to tune in, right? And, and that's a choice mm-hmm. in and of itself to tune into that voice, to that intuition, to that deeper, uh, higher part of self and and make, you know, go forward confidently, but still not knowing is is a difficult task for anyone. And yet it's mm-hmm. available, to absolutely everybody at any given moment. And so, you know, I, I appreciate, like Bridget said, I appreciate this discussion. I really appreciate the answer to, to, to and I would challenge our listeners to think about if they're, when they're tuning into their, their intuition, to that voice, if it's rooted in fear, if it's rooted in desire, mm-hmm. and if it is, perhaps it's not the true voice coming through, and then you got to check mm-hmm. your practice. But from that message to choosing, choosing to say yes to life, to knowing what you can and can't control, control there's so much value here in this discussion. So I just say thank you, Adam. I really, truly appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Adam. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we are so grateful. Pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. And, and we'll put your information, anything you want our listeners to know, we'll make sure to put your information in the show notes, but any 
Anything in particular that you want to make sure they know about where to find you, what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, just my my website, which is theadamkruger.com. Well, T-H-E. I say V, but it's technically the. Um, right. Whatever. <laughs> we, um, get it. we get it. We get it. The? No. Yeah, sure. Te en français in French. It's just the French word for tea. But yes, there is that website. And I'm currently working on the new company website, which should be launching any week now I'll say great. because great. it's so crazy busy but great enhanceliving.net is the web address okay. which currently will just it'll just take you to my my website and okay. uh, right now so great. yeah I guess you can go to enhanceliving.net and great awesome. oh I can't wait to see I can't wait to see all that's up next for you Adam you're always doing outstanding work and have exciting new uh, projects. So I'm so, so happy for you. I'm so happy for all of you that it seems like Canada is the right place to be and your careers are going fantastic and your life is filled with love and joy. And I'm, I couldn't be happier for all of same, you. Same. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Congratulations yeah. on the move, on the new projects. Thanks for spending time with us and for providing all of this, this great, uh, this great knowledge, this great insight for our community. And, and with that, Take care, as I always say, be good people and make good choices. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, sampsoncoachingandconsulting.com and connect with me on Instagram at thebridgetsampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions.